I can't move much because for some reason my neck went out like yours was. Would you like to be <laughs> <laughs> now, bitch? So, I can't You're going to be seeing what I went through. I'm so glad because you sure talked about me. Good. I'm glad. How your neck feel? It feels wonderful. Turn around to the left. Hmm? Turn to the left. Keep your shoulders facing me. This feels- and turn your neck to the left. I feel like you're trying to do something and it's twenty. Don't feel like it. So I have the right to choose to not do whatever Don't you're trying to do. Don't feel like nothing. I could turn. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> he almost passed out from the pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. You said. <laughs> I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture. Because the way he's standing right now, he's gonna look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth. Okay. Welcome to my fave. I would like to introduce you all to Kenneth. He's delusional. But I know, which is why I this, keep coming back to do this podcast. This is a wonderful. <laughs> this is the proof of my goddamn psychosis. <laughs> I keep coming back for shit. <laughs> um, this is our wonderful podcast where we get to talk about our favorite movies and television that shows. That is correct. That is correct. I'm so excited. I've been telling people. Have you been telling people about our? Um, of course, our I podcast? tell everybody at work. <clears throat> I tell random people I run into. Mm. You know, we got a few people who, newer people who have uh, joined in through other listeners, and they really enjoy it. They yes. love our um, camaraderie, I guess. Yeah. And I find that so surprising. I know, because I can't <laughs> stand your black I cannot stand you. <gasps> but Ugh. they must know that we are friends at the end of the day. <laughs> Kenneth, how was your week? Oh, God. It's been so busy, you guys. I've been extremely busy. And I am so excited. I'm in uh, an improv at UCB. Shout out to my UCB fam. Woo! And doing improv at Second City. Shout out to my Second City fam. Woo! And um, I have just a lot of work to do. But I'm excited, man. It's just busy, but I'm learning to manage my busy. That's good. And that's what I'm excited about. Have you managed your crazy? I'm not really trying to manage that. Why not? It's been working out for me to just let it be unleashed. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Because that sounds intense. Absolutely. Because you know what? People don't mess with you when your crazy's unleashed. <laughs> they just be like, you know what? I'm just going to step outside just of let his him way be. and let him be. And that's all I want. I just want to exist in this world. Leave me alone. And when I let my crazy out, everybody moves to the side. That's good. That is good mm-hmm. to know. Well, my week was great. Uh, <laughs> I had a beautiful, beautiful week of work, and then on how the was week- your week? Oh, <laughs> no, really, my week was really good. I had a great week. I cannot, I cannot even think of something where I was just like, "Ugh, my week was bad." I had a really good week. And then I had a very restful weekend. I needed that. You okay? That's good. How do you rest? Because everybody rests different. I How rest, do you rest by saying no, and I rest by 
really kind of saying no to myself sometimes. Mm. I have a tendency to feel like I need to do something. And so for like a lot of times this weekend, I was like, nope, nope. No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. just relax. That's good. That's good. I think I'm moving in the opposite direction. I'm literally learning. Uh, there's more things that I want to do, and so because I'm always up to about one in the morning, like I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going to the movie. That movie don't start. That movie starts at 10. And I'm thinking, well, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to a movie at ten now because I'm up till one anyway. And as long as I get uh, about seven hours of sleep, I'm fine. So I'm learning now to like try to Your push face myself twitched to do when stuff. You said that. Yeah, that's I have spasms. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should add another hour to. Well, I mean, I gotta take baby steps. Okay. Okay. Hey, I, I'm, I'm here to support. Steps. I Dr. want you Lasseter to know that. Told me to take baby steps, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. Hey, Doctor Lasser, Kaiser, <laughs> Kaiser Permanente. Kenneth, can you please tell everyone what our theme is today? All right, I'm just gonna tell some of y'all. The rest of y'all close your ears. <laughs> what we're doing today is our favorite vampire movies and television shows. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And let me tell y'all something. Because we don't have to do stuff like, oh, it's October. We're gonna do favorite zombie movies, favorite but No, we just look on our list because we have a pre-list of what episodes and what genres we like and marcel's like let's do something really fun and i was like oh let's do vampires so that's what's up that's right we are talking about vampires in the middle of march i'm excited so you know all i could think of when you just said that is the memes where it's like no one and then it said kenneth we could do vampire movies whenever we want to do vampire movies <laughs> I love it. Candace gonna go to bat for us. Um, you guys sure? You ready? My you know whole... what you? Oh yeah, I'm ready. But I was something I was gonna say to you, Candace. It just left me. Oh, the drugs. The drugs. They really kicking oh, in. Marcellus. My God. Okay. What did Doctor Abner say? He did you go me, to him last week? He said one, two, three. You got this. You'll see. But and I don't have got you it. been doing your breathing exercises? No, I've stopped. Okay, you got okay. Have you been doing your stress ball? I lost it. All right. So Marcellus used to do drugs back in <laughs> the, the mid seventies. No, Marcellus <laughs> used to do drugs last week, <laughs> and we we're really trying to help him through this. This is another reason why the podcast exists. And I started screaming out of nowhere. Yeah, because we need to help Marcellus kind of connect back to reality. He's been having some issues with psychosis but um we're here to help you marcellus thank you mental health is a real thing in the black community everyone it really is and um and we want to help everybody with who's whoever's struggling marcellus so um what we're gonna do now marcellus is we're gonna do tell me i would really like to do lights camera action with you lights camera action yes (laughs) you ready yeah Uh -uh. Uh uh-uh you're not gonna do that to me you told me to add it you're not gonna do that to me (laughs) you told me to add it i told you to add it with special effects i've been asking you for 20 episodes that's what you meant i need this will be a good part when i say lights camera action when you say lights camera action yeah that's when you should put in the clicking sounds on the camera and like the crowd (sighs) because people are excited because somebody just appeared on the red carpet i don't want you clicking your tooth like you from zimbabwe got you okay so, I, watch. When and anybody that's this, from Zimbabwe, we love you. When you hear this, you're going to hear it. It's going to be on there. Every week you say that. And every week I listen. And every week I'm disappointed. Are you? That's sad. It's your podcast. 
I'm sad because you disappoint me. Oh my gosh. And the real sadness is I ask myself, why do you keep coming back? <laughs> so <laughs> it's really my sadness. Your one sadness day, is my sadness. One day we will get to the bottom of that answer. I know. I'm like, <laughs> why do you keep coming back? For the people. For it's somebody for that people. don't even care about you. <laughs> I think I might be codependent. You are. <laughs> I have a codependent issue. You like abuse. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh Lord, help me today! Okay, so what is our lights, camera, action? Kenny? All right, I want to see how well you know Oakland. Oh well, you know I'm not from Oakland, right? Well, just first of all, it doesn't. Where are you from? I'm from Vallejo. Let's do this. You're from what? Vallejo, California. Okay, nobody really knows what that is. So we're going to go with Oakland. Got you. I only said that to say, if you do some Oakland trivia, I might not know all the answers. Oh, God. How far is Oakland from Vallejo? Far enough for me to not know all the answers. How far? Give it's me, like, give, give our like listeners from minutes. who are not from. Okay, so you, okay, so you should know it. My God. Okay, got you. Uh, you should know this. And I'm going to do a, a, a Whittier one on you. How far is that? Listen, you sure can, because people <laughs> in Whittier don't even know about Whittier. <laughs> so you go right ahead. <laughs> Come on, Oakland. I'm ready. I'm down. Let's Are you go. ready? Are you ready? Um, I'm going to um, um, give you some trivia. And these are going to be true and false questions. And I want you to be able to tell me if it is true or false. Are you ready? I guess. Okay. Uh, where's your excitement? Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is Oakland the seventh largest city in California? True or false? Seventh largest. Let's see. Boom. Boom. True. Yes. You I was are going correct. Through the big cities in, Oakland in, in is the seventh largest city in California. It is 54 square miles mm. compared to San Francisco, seven square miles. Yeah, San Francisco is not as big as people think. That's right. Woohoo. Okay, true or false? Does Oakland have a natural saltwater lake within its city limits? No. That is actually true. Right. Yes. That lake in the middle is man-made and it's not natural. That's it will, Lake Merritt. Yes, that is. A, but it, Oakland is the only city in the world to have a natural saltwater lake within its city limits. It's a natural saltwater lake. Um, and oh. there's something called the Oak Nest Monster, which has been spotted numerous times in the water since 1940. Oh, I know her. Oh, okay. <laughs> you went to church with her? Yeah. <laughs> I said, girl, you live at the lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true or false? Oakland has more than 80 parks. Mm, you know what? Tr- true. True. That is correct. True. There are, they got random little parks and random little neighborhoods. Are they nice little parks? They actually are. I went to one. I was in the hood, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I lived there for a while. Oh, that's good. I didn't know there was a whole park in the middle with a pool and everything. And it was all type of colors. Everything. Everybody was there. And they was having barbecues and everything else. Okay. I see? Said, come on. There are more than park? 80 parks in Oakland. And over 50 locations in the city are included on the National Register of Historic Places. Nice. All right. Oh, Oakland. Okay. <clears throat> Oakland has over 300 restaurants. True or false? That's false. That is actually true. 300? Oakland has over 300 restaurants. They they serve a variety of cuisines from Ethiopian, Cuban, Korean, and fusion. I guess I should have counted all the little ones, too. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) 
Oakland, are you ready for your next question? I'm ready. Okay, true or false? There are more than 600 churches and temples in Oakland. Yeah, I want you to, if you live in L.A., I, I know the answer to this. Because there's a church on every corner. That's true. True. There are definitely more than 600 churches and temples in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. In Oakland, there are more than 125 languages and dialects spoken. True or false? That's a lot of languages. A hundred, more than 125 languages are spoken in Oakland. There's so many districts in mm-hmm. Oakland. You tell me if that's true or false. And there's, I'm just trying to process That's this. a lot. I want to say it is, but the, say the number again. Uh, more than 125 languages, true or false, spoken in Oakland. And that's a lot. Do, 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 do. True. Yes, that is true. Because it's Uniquely, a bunch of different languages. It is also the most ethnically diverse city in it the is, country. Ethiopians, it's all down there by the lake. Very, I very diverse. Them. Very diverse. Okay. True or false? Mm-hmm. Walt Disney took inspiration for Disneyland from Oakland's own children's fairyland. True. Yes, that is true. How did you know that? You came to that real quick. I remember that fact. Okay, that is very true. Fairyland kind of scary, though. Oh, what's going on with Fairyland? Nothing, continue. Uh oh. (laughs) Okay. All right. When we think of Oakland and ice cream, Dryer's Grand Ice Cream was founded in Oakland. Is that true or false? Well, I thought they was going to do something more better better than that. Mm -hmm. Dryer's? Mm -hmm. I mean, Dryer's is a big deal down here in L.A. Did you know, sorry, on the other side of the world, it's like the same thing, but it's a different company? No. But same logo, everything else? No, no, I anyway, didn't know that. Um, do, 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 do. That's do, false. Do, do. That is actually true. Oh, shit. Dryer's ice cream. Um, um, people say Fenton's Creamery. It comes to mind. When but, you said when you said that, I immediately thought Fenton's because that's like the treasure uh-huh. out there. But it turns out that Dryer's Grand Ice Cream Holdings was founded in 1928 mm-hmm. by William Dryer and Joseph Eddy in Oakland. Wow. Come All on, right. Oakland. True or false? Bruce Lee actually got his start fighting and training in Oakland. Do, 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 do. False. Do. That is actually true. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Are all these true? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you an easy one. Too Short began his music career in Oakland at the age of 14. True. True. And this is my last but not least. Clint Eastwood grew up in Piedmont and graduated from Oakland Technical High School in 1949. True or false? True, because all the white people in Piedmont. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Congratulations, Marcellus. You know a lot about Oakland. Except for ice cream and Bruce Lee. Except for uh, ice cream and Bruce one. Lee. <laughs> you should have knew Bruce Lee was over there. You just said it was a I lot of I didn't know diversity. Bruce. <laughs> I knew all his friends and family, but I didn't know it was oh, Bruce. God. I think I would think Bruce Lee is more connected to San Francisco, but it makes sense because Oakland is not too far from San Francisco. No, but I love Oakland. I had the privilege of living in, in Oakland for about, i say about Man, like four years, maybe three. Well, then, yeah, change. you should know something about Oakland. You was there for four years. I know, but I wasn't just going around absorbing facts. When I said Oakland, y'all, he almost bit my head off, but he lived there I for four he was years. Gonna do, I thought he was going to do like Oakland, like history and stuff. Like if you do Vallejo, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm on that. But then no, I'm not going to do Vallejo. I'm like, okay, Oakland. Mm-hmm. Got it. And don't get at Vallejo. Like, you know, you're very judgmental as a person. I'm not. I'm not judgmental you're at all. I have not said one thing negative about Vallejo. You didn't have to. It oh. was your tone and your actions. Okay. 
All right. That's all you right. A prophet? I support where I come from. Are you a from. prophet? I am a prophet and don't walk in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I support where I come from. And I done got, got mad shit. You know what? <laughs> we need a break. Because I done got pissed off. God bless you. This is Prophet Montgomery with Prophet Montgomery Birthday Message Ministries. <laughs> I'm so excited to have with you my ex-wife, First Lady Nadine Montgomery. That's right. Praise the Lord. God bless you to have you. We may be divorced, but we're still co-parenting many of our children in the spirit. Because you got to raise them up the right That's way. That's right. We got to have two. <laughs> yes, God. I just want to invite you all to come out. We're doing a prank, a pain and pray. My God. Pain hey, and pray. I was in a cave and God I said, man of God, get up. I want you to do a pain and pray. My God. We're going to do a pain and pray. We were going to do one in Seal Beach, and we're going to yes. do one in Laguna Beach, and then we're going to do yes. one in San Pedro. Amen. We want you to join us for our one in San Pedro, which is going to be on Easter Sunday <laughs> at 6 a.m. in the morning. Ah. I'm grabbing all of the mothers of the church and anybody that's ever been a first lady before and maybe divorced, and we're going to intercede and we're going to pray hard for everybody that's painting. Hey, oh With every stroke on the canvas, we're going to be painting in the realm of the spirit. Oh, oh, I'm excited about it. Come and join us. For a pain and pray, you thought it was going to be a pain and sip. Oh, but the devil got your mind. Mm-hmm. We don't drink alcohol. That's the Beelzebub juice. That is the devil's <laughs> But we're going to paint and pray, saints. My God. Every stroke we're going to pray. We're going to paint with the red, which is the blood of Christ. We're going to paint with purple, which stands for his majesty. Come we're going to paint with blue, which stands for his grace. Uh-huh. We're going to paint with green, which means new growth. Uh-huh. My God. Up. Join us on Easter Sunday. Uh-huh. Like I said, we're not going to do it in Laguna. We're not going to do it in Seal Beach until later on in the year. <laughs> but we will be in San Pedro. San Pedro's Easter Sunday, 6 a.m., I'm excited about it. Are you excited about it, oh, First I'm Lady? I'm excited about it. I can't even contain myself. Uh, the price will be $18.99. Uh, so, and it does include communion wine. My God. Hey, man, that's the only wine we can drink because it's not fermented. Mm. <laughs> know your Bible. Know your Bible. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Come and join me and my ex-wife, uh, First Lady Nadine, as we do a, <laughs> a pain and pray. I hope to see you there. See ya. Welcome back to my fave, everybody. Hey. (laughs) We have Ken, who needs prayer, and we have me, who needs nothing but love and adoration from everyone. (laughs) So Ken, 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 the world, myself, and producer Brandon would like to know, what is your fave vampire movie of I'm so excited about this because y'all have no idea how much I love vampire movies. We gave it its own genre because it is motherfuckers. And by the way, we haven't had a really, really good vampire movie in a while. Okay. I would like to argue. Okay. But I'm being biased. New Twilight people going to come after you. Then they, they can <laughs> listen. First of all, all the Twilight people, y'all old and got kids. So sit down and go check on your baby's diapers. I would like to say my favorite, and this and this was the easy pick for me. Okay. I tell y'all that are listening, if I really need to figure out what is my fave of a particular genre, mm-hmm. I literally go right to my room and look at my DVD cases. And if I own the film, that is pretty much something that I think is my favorite. I own this film. I want to dig into that a little bit, but not right now. 
My fave vampire movie of all times is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Say that one more time. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wow, okay. I'm okay. holding this DVD in my hand. It is the collector's edition directed by Mr. Francis Ford Coppola himself. I love this movie. Wow. My auntie introduced me to horror films back when I was a little, 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 little guy. Okay. And we used to watch all those universal black and white movies. We used to watch The Werewolf Man, and we watched uh, Dracula, and we watched The Mummy, and we watched The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, all those classics, even some more updated classics, which would have been American Werewolf in Paris. And, like, I remember going over there and just watching those movies with her. So, Dracula was one of my favorites, right? Mm-hmm. But he is still, to me, one of the most amazing vampires. He is the father of all vampires. Dracula, he is the... Dracula the, is the, the OG. Hoopah. Dracula is the man. This movie right here <clears throat> changed my life. Because I felt like they took this material and they updated it for us versus that black and white Dracula that we saw with Bela Lugosi, mm -hmm. which was great. Universal did an amazing job. But this Dracula was a 1992 version. So that means we kind of brought it up to this, you know, to present day. I'm going to say this, though. Say it. The movie is pretty much about Dracula. Dracula. All right. And we have, um, <laughs> that's how they say his name. Dracula. 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 They have, um, you know, he's, he's wealthy. He's been around for centuries. He's old, so he's acquired wealth. Okay. But the thing is, is that. Um, Jonathan Bar uh, Harker, which is kind of like sent out, hey, we have this client. He needs you to kind of help him with some of his properties or whatever. And they kind of send him to Transylvania to go do some work. And while he's there, he's like engaged to get married to Mina. He opens up his locket and Dracula sees a picture. And immediately he's just like fixated on her because she looks like this person he was in love with, his wife, mm -hmm. who uh, when he was in war, uh, she thought that he had died in battle. And so she threw herself out of the balcony because she said, I don't want to live if I can't live with you. So it's a tra So Dracula is like a really like a tragic love oh story. God, she and herself? so uh, he gives his life over to the devil and becomes this Dracula creature with all these mystical dark powers. And, 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 and that's what he is. But he's just minding his own business. When he sees the picture, he's like, oh, I got to go to London. Yeah. He basically kind of locks him up in his castle as he makes a trip, Dracula, to London. Spoiler alert, he does get out of the castle. He does make it back. Dracula's causing all kind of havoc over in London. All right? People turn into vampires. It's real sexual. The, this movie is sexy. It's very sexy. And I think the other thing that I love about not only the cinematography, but it's Francis Ford Coppola. The costumes were amazing. Oh, I believe it. Gorgeous color costumes. When Lucy, Mina's best friend, is turned into a vampire. Yeah. She was engaged to get married. They, When she basically is a vampire, and uh, they thought that she was dead. So they buried her in this clear coffin in her wedding dress. Really? She's not in the coffin, okay? They got Anthony Hopkins, this plain, um, um, oh my God, I just forgot for a second, um, Van Helsing, who is the uh, vampire killer. We have Gary Oldman, who is the ultimate actor. I love Gary Oldman. He plays uh, Dracula. And then we have Keanu Reeves, who plays Jonathan Harker. And we have Winona Ryder, who plays Mina. All I want to say is 
Lucy comes down the steps carrying this baby that's crying because she's getting ready to feed. Right. She has this gorgeous Victorian gown on with this beautiful bodice and this great neckline with the jewels and pearl. Like, everybody's costume, rich golds, rich dark greens, emerald greens, burgundies, they show up on the screen. Every time we see Dracula, he's in two versions. There's an older, more realistic version of Dracula, and no one will ever forget. It's almost like his hair comes up and kind of look like a butt. Right. And then you have him as a young man. Like Mbatu, I think, from uh, Zoolander. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then you have the young Dracula with these dope glasses and like his cane, and he's this long, dark black hair. Dracula was the ultimate OG. Like, yeah. this brother had a way with the ladies. Very sensual. Dracula's At dope. one point, he meets her on the street. Uh-huh. And he grabs her cheek or something. She was crying. I may be mixing the two scenes. And he turned her tears into diamonds. Oh, my God. Listen. Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's game was on point. Do you hear me? I remember being just in awe of the small things that Gary Oldman was doing to play this role. Because I think, you know, you got someone with the gravitas of, 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 of a Gary Oldman and he brings every bit of his skills to bring to life this character. And remember, this is pre-Marvel movies. This is pre-comic book movies. This mm -hmm. is 1992. And a lot of times, actors didn't want to touch these kind of characters. Right. If you want to consider yourself a serious actor. Right. They didn't really touch this kind of material. You know, I want to be the man dealing with a divorce. You know, they want to do realistic drama. So you get somebody like this and you're like, oh, Sir Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I Hannibal Lecter himself Hopkins. is playing? Um, our ultimate hero to come out and save the day. Okay, Van Helsing. So you have these good people. Now, uh oh. I just want to say, <laughs> if I'm going to give y'all some behind the scenes facts, uh, Francis Ford Coppola was not happy with his choice of Keanu Reeves. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> and he publicly said later that, Poor you know, Keanu. he, just he regretted casting Keanu Reeves in this role. Oh. And he said that he did it because at the time, Keanu Reeves' career was very hot and he was like a heartthrob with the ladies. So it was more of a commercial move, not necessarily, oh, can he really hold his own as this character kind of move. So I thought, ooh. But let me also give Keanu Reeves his props because he later goes on and says publicly, I think this is one of the worst films I've ever done. Oh, wow. And he said that he's not happy with his performance at all. And he said that he had been doing films back to back to back. And he said he was really exhausted throughout the whole shoot. He said he felt like his energy was too low. And he said he did everything he could to try to bring his energy up. And he just said he couldn't. He said he was exhausted. So, you know, everybody's human. I'm not going to even trip on that. So that's kind of like the running joke is that Keanu Reeves kind of has that same tone in all of his movies. Mm -hmm. Mina, where are you? come I've got to save you like so people would joke about that if we kind of ignore that <laughs> and focus on everything else it is I just think uh cinematically a beautiful depiction of a vampire a beautiful depiction of uh, Dracula himself in all of his amazingness uh the devotion that people have to this character uh there's one man in a mental hospital who feels like you know what does everybody want from a vampire eternal life and so that's kind of what they always dangle over the humans. And uh, Dracula, by the way, was really just minding his own business. He just was in love. 
And I think we just need to let him live his life and be in love. He deserves love. That's always what it comes down to. He wasn't messing with nobody. He wasn't, you know, wreaking havoc on the sense that the whole world was about to be turned upside down. He's like, I just want this one woman who I love, you know. So I think Dracula was dealing with depression. And he just really needed a way to kind of get that out. Uh, I love Gary Oldman's voice. So I was doing some more digging. Gary Oldman hired a um, singing coach who then trained him to lower his voice one octave. Wow. Because he wanted Dracula's voice to sound more sinister. That is the commitment of this amazing actor we have in Gary Oldman. Now that is amazing. And if you watch the film, when he plays uh, the older Dracula, his voice is, is markedly different from when he plays the younger Dracula. Uh, he is immersed in this role. And I was watching some behind-the-scenes footage, and he was going back and forth with Francis Ford Coppola. It was a little tense <laughs> in some parts, but, um, you know, he was just really serious about the role, and he really wanted to do it justice. I appreciate that. There was a rumor, though. Uh, Gary Oldman and Wild on a Rider was not getting along. Uh, and everybody was did shocked. Did she get along with anybody? I think she did because during the rehearsals, everyone was like, oh, they were great. They had a little bit of a break after the rehearsals. And when they came back, they weren't talking to each other. And everybody, including all the actors, was like, what's going on? And neither one of them would say why. So I don't know. I just find that to be very interesting. That you is, know, I don't want to project. What if it was some hashtag me too stuff? Uh-oh. I don't know. Listen, his name hasn't been in those. You circles, never know these days because all kind of stuff was going on. Right, but just for them to be on such good terms, um, Francis Ford Coppola made everybody read the book out loud. They all had to come, so he got the main cast together. And for the table read, they didn't read the script; they read the book, and everybody had to read their part in the book. And he said it took him two days to go through that, but he said he just wanted them to kind of get the feel. And if you watch the film, it, in the book, it's written as journal entries. Mm-hmm. So in the film, they'll have like journal entries and day this, day 29, day this, da-da. So I think that for me, stylistically, the costumes, the set pieces, the special effects were old school special effects. He did not want, he fired his whole team uh, because Francis Ford Coppola was like, I don't want any CGI. I don't want all this computer stuff. I don't want all these digital stuff. It's 92. So they have access to some things and they're like, oh, we can't do it. So he fired him. He's like, well, hired his son. Nepotism. But he did. He hired his son and his son was able to do all the special effects with low digital effects. And they did like old school camera techniques to get uh, some of those special effects. I think Stan Winston might've did the costume and the makeup art, I'm not sure. But um, again, I appreciate that old school approach to the filmmaking and how it wasn't overly digitized. Mm. Y'all, if you have not seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, please do yourself a favor. Go back to 1992 and watch this film with me. The vampire is Dracula. Okay? We don't have vampires. Vampire. No. Vampire. It's, it, it, it's, it is Dracula. Dracula. It is Dracula himself. It is the father. I have a question for you, Kenneth, because I've, I've just been soaking this in. This is intense. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Let's What's say you were on, uh, you were in this movie. Uh-huh. Who do you really think you would be in this movie? Dracula. You'd be Dracula. Why? I 
<laughs> Wait, how about I don't know who I would be? My question I'm modifying for myself is who would I like to be? <laughs> oh, okay. Who would you like to be? I think I would have probably been a Jonathan Harker in the film okay. if I was doing a more version of who I am really. But who I would want to be? Who like I think the idea of living forever is appealing. Okay. I think the idea of having these superpowers um, when we think about, you know, vampire mythology and what they can and can't do, you can loosely change the rules. That's what I love about being a creative is you can come in and change things. But for the most part, Bram Stoker is what we feel like is legit. Like he is our first vampire. So he, if you go with his rules, like there's no garlic, like he wasn't allergic to garlic that comes later. But this whole idea what about minced garlic. <laughs> no, he wasn't allergic oh. to minced garlic. Okay. Um, crosses didn't work on Dracula. Um, he had the ability to turn himself into mist. Mm. Uh, he can turn into a werewolf. Mm. Um, we know he those, turns himself into a bat. Them, them super vampire. Right, 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 right. This is the father of of of, of, of vampires, and uh, he has the ability to kind of control your mind, almost like that Jedi mind trick kind of stuff. Mm. Um, just super, super, super sinister and evil. Super human, human strength, you know. And he can turn you into a vampire with his bite. So, with his bike? But no. <laughs> I'm about to say you're a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not one. Could you imagine? Sit on my bike. Sit on my bike, and you will become me. Ride my BMX to the liquor store, <laughs> and when you come back, you're gonna be a human no more. I rhymed. I rhymed. No, he he with a bite. With a bite. That is amazing. Yeah, I, I love. I this think movie. it's very interesting because though I have not seen this movie, you oh just my God. already know. Yeah. <gasps> You just God. already know Dracula is like that's like the the father of vampires when you think of Dracula and he's had so many depictions. So it's just really cool to hear that from you in your description. I you know, I'm going to watch it. They won uh three Academy Awards. They did. One for best costume design. Oh, I'm pretty sure. One for best point. makeup and best sound editing. I always get weird when um So again, vampires look like like that. Oh, like of was, course I love the human mm-hmm. humanoid, I guess, mm-hmm. vampire. But when the vampires have that that what? That what do you like? Scary look, that yeah. demon kind of look, look at to this them. Makeup and the co- the costumes are glorious. where they got all the like the lumps and the bumps. Like that one. What was that one movie? I know I'm random here. Where they kind of tried to flip it and the vampires kind of ran everything and they were like farming humans. Oh, um, daybreakers. Yeah, daybreakers. Yeah, daybreakers. And then those like demon vampires that lived under, Mm. or they were like they went too crazy sucking other vampire blood or something. Yeah, I think you might be talking about Blade Two or Blade Three because there was was a battle, and he was driving, and he had all he had to drive and have all the windows like they created this digital tent so he wouldn't see the sun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's daybreakers. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds like we're going yeah, to daybreakers. Yeah, and so if I'm not mistaken, it was like you had to get the blood that they got from farming the humans, mm-hmm. but if you sucked other vampire blood, then you started to slowly go crazy, like I mm-hmm. guess like cannibals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you did go crazy, you looked kind of like how that Dracula on the back looks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's daybreakers. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember thinking like it's always weird to me when you see them kind of vampires. Right. Cuz it starts to go like Jeeper Creeper for me, like it's right, different, you know? right. I love that because that's people expanding on the vampire mythology, true. right? And then Very they start true. to create these little nuances mm-hmm. because vampires are all essentially they're dead, 
Yeah. And the only way for them to be alive is to feed on the blood of humans. True. And that causes them to look youthful, strong. I always feel bad that they really yeah. couldn't get nothing solid, you know? No. They listen. Until vampire diaries. <laughs> vampires and vampire diaries can do whatever they want. Right. The CW vampires right. shopped in, at Bed right. Bath & Beyond. Because I have a ring. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I love that. You you got I you gotta watch this movie. You really will. do. Will you? Will you really watch it? Yeah. Because I think we've been doing this show now. This is our second season, and I don't know if you've really gone back and watched any movies that I recommended. I feel very attacked. You should, because I'm attacking you. Oh, okay. Let's be very clear about that. I am attacking Well, I want to let everyone know that I have gone and watched every movie that he told me to go watch. Okay. <laughs> you know what? And you would have said, if you had just said one movie, You're just I would have given you that. attacking me, and I have gone and seen if, every movie. Okay, great. When are we going to watch this Dracula then? Oh, I didn't say we. I'm going to watch it on my own. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to hear about Marcellus' TV show. That's right. Who am I? I am Rodney Whitaker with Rodney's Used Cars. What? Used Cars. Where? Inglewood. Why? Because we got the best deals and the best selection. We'll get you behind the wheel even if the court says no. That's right. 1991 Fart Taurus. 1987 Pontiac Firebird. 1976 Chevy Cummins. Come out and check our lot. Here's one of our best customers asking for yourself. Hey, how's it going? My name is Petunia. I got me a 1972 Peugeot, and I didn't know what to do with myself because I was so happy that I got a Peugeot. Now, the leather was a little worn, but guess what? I got from point A to point B. Thank you, Rodney. That's right. Rodney's used cars. Who, Rodney Whitaker? What used cars? Where, Inglewood? Why? Because we got the best deals and the best selection. Come on down. Why don't you hear from one of our other customers about the wonderful selection of cars we got? My name is Alfreda. I'm 79, and I smoke a lot of cigarettes. I wanted a car that already had a smell of cigarettes so I could be used to it. Rodney knew what to do. I tell you, it smells like somebody smoked a pack a day up in there. Thank you, Rodney. That's right. Rodney's used cars. Who? Rodney Whitaker. What? Used cars. Where? Inglewood. Why? Because we got the best deals and the best selection. Only here can you find cars that already got a smoking smell. Everything can be used as a discount if you come on down with your group, hon. You'll get 30% knocked off. We'll throw in some plastic up cups sitting there <laughs> all right that's right right in you car come on down see us all right we're back we are back i am ken i'm the movie guy and i am back with marcellus marcellus who are you i'm the tv guy ah, and y'all know what that means <laughs> we are dealing with the genre of vampire movies oh my god and i love this podcast because we get to kind of make the rules up yes we do and we are saying that it is a genre yes we do so with that being said Marcellus, take us to the amazing world of television because there's a. Are you sure you're ready? I'm. Listen, I am ready. There's some you great like television out there. Please, please tell our listeners what is your fave vampire TV show? Okay. Let me start by saying that I love all things like different, mm-hmm. fantastical, mm-hmm. all that stuff that just doesn't really happen in real life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, vampire shows of freaking. 
course, yes, mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. I have a many that I love that I would have to just throw out in my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. must watch, things like that. But I was talking to producer Brandon earlier, and I was like, my fave. And so I started naming the shows, mm-hmm. and I was like, when I think about that show, I'm like, ooh, I got to watch that. Mm-hmm. I think about that show, I'm like, ooh, I can't miss that. But when I think about this show, I'm mm-hmm. like, uh-uh, I'll fight you. I need to sit down and watch that <laughs> on the night it comes on. And uh-huh. if not, I need to record it. And this was back when... Uh, recording on whatever cable network you had on your little DVR was oh, really uh, right, a thing. Right, DVRs like, was a big really thing. Really a thing. Yes. And yes. if I, this didn't record, yes. I had an attitude. Okay? Oh, everybody did. When your stuff didn't record? When it didn't record? Y'all know we was upset. Or if you had roommates and they come and delete something so they could record something else. Oh my God. Uh oh. I'm sorry. It's perfectly ironic that we're talking about this because a certain. Uh, Mr. Kenneth Brown, the movie guy, changed Uh-oh. the channel to record something on MTV on the night Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on. Oh, no. And I lost my shit. Oh, wow, I remember Kenneth, this. Was it a Janet Jackson no video? I understand. I don't even remember. So I know you don't remember, but I will never <clears> forget that. I was so just mortified by this because worse, it was like the first like 10 minutes of the episode mm-hmm. after I set the v- VCR, mind you. This is not DVR. This is oh, this VCR. is VCR. I really don't remember this. So I set the VCR, it's set to automatically record, and I go back to watch it, you know, a day or so later or what have you. Yeah. And it's the first 10 minutes of the episode, and all of a sudden, all right, coming up next on TRL. And I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> oh, no. Get him out of your church. Oh, no. Oh, God. I lost my shit. And everybody, oh. the entire house, like, turned on me. Like, Brian, it's not that serious. Oh, my God. It's serious. Oh, my God. I have been through that. And I've also been the person to record over. So I just, <laughs> I'm a mess. Oh, God. <laughs> but I want to say, I want, want to say, my fave vampire television show. I'm is True Blood. Yes! I don't know who you oh, you can I tell you that is a great pick? Can you please um, rate, look pick. up the True Blood intro? That is so a great at some pick. point I can play that song. Now listen, I'm going to try my best not to go too, 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 too into detail because mm-hmm. I just would love for people who haven't seen True Blood right, to go right. watch it. But if you leave it up to me, I will tell you too uh, much. All I'ma say is when True Blood came on, I had to watch it. And I know my nephew listens to this, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember DJ. Uh I don't know if you remember DJ when you were younger. I was watching True Blood one time and I was also watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say it ain't for kids. Let's just say <laughs> DJ end up burning a piece of texas toast and the whole house was smoky ah. because i was so glued to the television oh you almost because he kept coming in and he was just like we're gonna eat and i was gonna order pizza okay but i was waiting i don't know why i was waiting like i was like i didn't want that episode to end or something mm. was going on and i didn't order the pizza yet so he went and got some texas toast and put it in the microwave for too long Uh-oh. and i said ah! but i had to make sure i press pause first <laughs> Why didn't you press pause to order the pizza? I don't know. I just <laughs> you don't understand. It was like it was taking me over. The vampires had you. The under vampires had me under. Had, <laughs> and it was glamoring me. Right. So then. Right. <laughs> so then uh, I was like, DJ, oh my god! But then you know we laughed about it. But yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, for those who do not know, True Blood is a dark fantasy horror. Believe it or not, even though 
you know, mm. I don't get the horror part, but mm. it's a dark fantasy horror about vampires, of course, and it's created by Alan Bale, and it's based on the Southern Vampire Mysteries by Charmaine Harris. Mm. So a lot of people don't know that it came from a book, mm-hmm. and it, even though it was called the Southern Vampire Mysteries, each is that a black person? Does Charmaine Harris sound like a black person? I don't think Charmaine she is. Harris. Sh- Charmaine. No, she's Charmaine or Charlene? Charlene. Char. It is Charlene. Marcel just said Charmaine. Oh, I did say Charmaine. I'm sorry. That's why to me Charmaine Harris sound like a black lady that I went to church with, Sister Harris. Um, but I, you know, correct me. But Charmaine sound like a black yes, it woman. Yes, it is Charlene Harris. Okay, Charlene. Anyway, so that changes it. Yeah, Charlene. <laughs> that anyway. changes it. <laughs> Charlene created these books, and each one has a different. Uh, title of course mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's about something different and different things happened in these books that didn't come into the show like they okay. switched things up okay. like for instance Lafayette mm-hmm. everybody knows Lafayette ring, ring, the ring, in the books ring. he didn't he like died very early on okay and they kept him in the show because he became a fan favorite he was amazing but through digging more about the show I found so much stuff out that I did not know okay which which is it throwing me for a loop uh-huh. as I even think about it but I'm gonna try to do it in my chronological order that okay. I set up in okay. my mind so it's they're uh, located in Bonton Louisiana mm. and that is just a thing with the shows Bonton mm-hmm. everybody got this mm-hmm. southern Louisiana accent it just it. adds to everything it. and that adds to the vampires too because everything is so southern yeah. and hospitable yeah. but dangerous at the same right, time right right and the main character of course is Sookie Stackhouse yes and everybody loves when uh, Bill mm-hmm. comes and yeah. he says Sookie because that's just a thing like <laughs> And uh, uh, clearly she loved it, too, because they got married in real life. Right. (laughs) Are they still married? I think they still are married. I think they're still married. Anna Packin and uh, I forgot his name. I have it, though. Bill Sugar. Sugar. Stephen Moyer? Stephen Moyer, yeah. Stephen or Stephen? Stephen, Stephen, whatever. Stephen Moyer, yeah. So Stephen Moyer and Anna who is also rogue. Yeah, she is. Uh, we'll never forget back you. Back in the day. So Sookie is a telepathic waitress, you know, and mm-hmm. that's the main thing that pulled me in in the beginning. It's mm-hmm. like she hearing these thoughts. They mm-hmm. already think she crazy. Right. And that just makes her more crazy. Then she meets the vampire and she starts to kind of mm-hmm. fall for him. Mm-hmm. And so the whole premise of the show is two years before the show starts, they create this synthetic blood mm-hmm. so for the vampires to drink called mm-hmm. True Blood. And mm-hmm. because they got that synthetic blood, now these vampires can just come on out in the open and be mm-hmm. like, look, I'm here, I'm a mm-hmm. vampire. Right. What's popping? Right. They still can't come out in the daytime, right. initially, but that's the whole thing is like, now vampires live among us. Right. So that brings upon all kind of stuff. Vampires are trying to get equal rights. Right. Vampires are trying to live amongst other people, dealing with... Uh, all kind of stuff. I like to call it vampophobia. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but this show dealt with abuse, sexism, LGBT rights, mm-hmm. discrimination. Mm-hmm. But with the LGBT rights, I found out a very interesting, fun fact that I did not what was know. That? What was that? So the creator of the show is gay himself. Okay. But he openly criticizes a lot of fans of the show for thinking that the show is 
basically solely about LGBT rights. Mm. That's just what a lot of people absorbed from it. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, he has to understand that it seems that way Mm -hmm. because they're all coming out of the closet, coming out of the open. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm a vampire. Mm -hmm. Everybody's calling them fangers and the fang bangs and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So, I mean, it sounds closely related. Right. To They're trying to push for their rights where you got people going, you got people going against them. Then you got people, let's say you're a vampire. I bring you to dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God, she's with up, whatever. You know? And it's like the correlations are strong the correlations are very strong I never got that. the correlations are very strong and they wouldn't be for something else mm-hmm. so the whole thing is i get why people would think that but i think also people added because he was gay mm-hmm. that that is what he pushed not to mention the whole opening scene with lafayette mm-hmm. so when i first was told about the show mm-hmm. That's what somebody had told me about, too, that that's what the show kind of dealt with. But I never thought that that was the whole show, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I guess there are fans out there that were like, this is a, sh- a, <laughs> a show about gay rights. Mm. I never thought the entire show was about that. Yeah. But I did think that that was a major part of it. Like, I never knew that until you just said that right now. That he felt that way? Yeah, that any of that narrative was happening. Yeah. So That's I can like see him being upset about it because for me mm-hmm. to not have known anything... I never once thought this is like a, a vehicle for LGBT causes. Right. So it's almost like they projected that onto the show. Th- exactly. Because that's what they wanted it to be Exactly. About. But I was saying, I could now, now reading this and mm-hmm. learning that's what happened, I could think that. Because mm-hmm. while me watching the show, it mm-hmm. never was like, oh, that's what this show is about. Right. I never got that at all. But I always thought it was interesting when they would say fangers or whatever. Right. Would, I would like connect that. Yeah. But it never yeah. felt like. This is what that show yeah, means. Yeah. So as you know, with many shows and things are going now, you got a whole group of people, especially right. social media life, yeah, who just project whatever they feel and, and create a narrative to something. And that's Very just, interesting. You know, thing. But anything. I, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. That he really had to come out and say that. Like, like no, you guys, y'all calm down. Right. This, this is not what it's all is, about. I right. want to be able to talk about a lot of issues. Right. I thought it was so and interesting. And so he did. But anyway, going back to what it's about. Sookie falls in love and she's criticized. Everybody is kind of like, girl, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You with uh, a finger, mm-hmm. you know, and you now you come in, whatever you bringing him around everybody else. Everybody feels scared. And as the show goes on, mm-hmm. things just get more real. You meet more vampires. You mm-hmm. see more hierarchy systems. You mm-hmm. find out more stuff about Sookie and other people. There are different types of people. It even goes to wear Panthers. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are wear panthers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're a group of basically cougar women (laughs) (laughs) it gets crazy and i will say though i am a great fan of this show and i've seen every episode and i love the show Uh the last two seasons i feel like the writers got together and said all right Let's just go ahead and end this. <laughs> and they was drunk and uh, they was just writing anything. Anything they wanted to write. Because I was like, okay, I'm really not feeling how y'all did this. I feel And you. that's what made me, when I was doing my TV stuff and learning uh-huh. in school and all this, the biggest thing I have grabbed from everything is don't end something mm-hmm. when you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. End something on a good note. Mm-hmm. So stuff like I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. Golden Girls, all these things ended at the top of their game mm-hmm. versus trying to push something out Just until the, the money of, literally yeah. wasn't coming in no more. Right, right. Because then now the quality's gone. The quality's gone, and that take that changes the whole. Everybody I know who loves True Blood says, oh, but it ended so stupid. Right. And why I just hate that that is what comes from True Blood because mm-hmm. it was it was my Game of Thrones back oh. in the day. If you weren't watching True Blood, you just weren't in on the biggest amazing event you of weren't. the time. 
you had to be trendy. If you weren't, you couldn't call yourself trendy if you weren't watching True, True Blood. As far as the TV world is concerned, yeah, True like, Blood was. Oh my show. god, how True do you Blood even get HBO? Because there wasn't no HBO now. No, so you had to go to somebody's yes, house. You, you had, had to figure to go, it out. Yes, you had to figure that out. True Blood was the it. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm like, I didn't finish the last season. I was like, I'm done. I can't. It got oh, real yeah. crazy. Listen, you didn't miss nothing. It got, re- and that's what I heard. They didn't really so bring like, much I'm together. Good. You just I'm found good. more about Suki, and you're like, oh, okay. But I will say. As we know, it's HBO, mm-hmm. known for quality television. And that's mm-hmm. what they brought. They're trying to bring cinematic. Well, they have brought cinematic mm-hmm. viewing mm-hmm. to um, your television. Yeah. And you don't have commercials. Right. So that's what people are specifically would pay for mm-hmm. for HBO. Now are paying for extra in their cable network or HBO Now or whatever. Right. Just right. like uh, Game of Thrones or anything like that. It started in sep- September 7, 2008, and went all the way to August 24th, 2014. Seven seasons, 80 episodes. And do you know that everything I'm saying is not even just my opinion? The first five seasons won awards and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, Golden Globes, things like that, Emmys. Mm-hmm. The last five seasons didn't get as much. It wasn't the same yeah. thing. But one thing I thought was really cool that I knew had to be, and I found out not too long ago, that title sequence won awards on its own. The title sequence is so weird, and it makes you feel so uneasy. And and but I couldn't look away. It's called Bad Things. Oh gosh! And that's fascinating. It won awards on its own, and it was made by people. The uh, I can't remember the company that I didn't write that down. The company that came together and made it, but they went to different parts. Of like the South, yeah, and one place in Seattle, which is kind of weird, and Chicago, mm-hmm. and recorded different things happening. I think they did a church in Chicago, mm-hmm. some bar in Seattle, mm-hmm. and then different like Southern places. And the whole main thing they were trying to do was show that juxtaposition mm-hmm. of church and the world, mm-hmm. and kind of blending it together. So that's why everything is so creepy mm-hmm. in that thing because mm-hmm. it's like trying to push all this death and sex and everything while church and religion yeah. is going on in the background. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. that is what really was pushed by the whole show in mm-hmm. general is mm-hmm. just this craziness amongst everybody trying to be so put together. Right. And right. it just showed the whole town kind of just fall apart. What is your favorite season? My favorite season is the second season. And that's because, <laughs> Oh, there was, uh, I got her name. I think her name Mia. There was a lady named Marianne, mm-hmm. and that lady mm-hmm. was crazy as hell. <laughs> and she already had been hiding in the town. Yeah, I guess I've learned. Yes. she was hiding in that town, and she finally came on out. Mm-hmm. And she was literally, <laughs> basically, a sex demon. Yes, yes. And of course, it's HBO, so it's gonna be. Oh, they went there. It's gonna be loaded with sex, yes. and gore, and whatever else, but more so sex. Yeah. But she would do this thing where her eyes go black and she put her hands up. She go, <laughs> and yeah. she starts shaking. Yeah. Next thing you know, everybody having orgies. Yeah. But it was my favorite season because of how crazy she was. Right. Like she would just come and be like laughing and everything. And next thing you know, she get mad mm-hmm. and then she start mm-hmm. going her demon ways. And then she got a cow on her, a cow skin yeah. on her head. Yeah. Or a bull. Like she was crazy. And there was a meat statue mm-hmm. at one point on mm-hmm. there that was real. Wow, that, that was, was real not meat. Fake. That, that was wasn't real. fake. That was a real meat statue. All that good meat they didn't right. Waste it. All that good meat. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. us in the background picking stuff up, gr- <laughs> grilling. Are y'all gonna y'all not gonna use this no more? <laughs> Wipe that fly off. <laughs> but 
I will say that that it was my favorite. I was waiting for you to ask that because I loved that season. And I always thought it was so funny how she did it. And mm-hmm. yeah. My favorite season was the church season mm-hmm. about the sunshine, the shine. Praise his light. I love those characters. Mm-hmm. God, I love those characters. I love that. I can't remember her name, but she's on Pitch Perfect too. the actress. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I mean, Pitch Perfect as well. <laughs> Good. I love her so much. And I love that what happened between her and uh, Jason Stackhouse, yes. the brother. Yes. And did you know he actually has the most sex scenes out of anybody on that show? He's my favorite character. He's Jason amazing. Stackhouse was my favorite character. And I thought, I was like, why? I loved how simple he was. <laughs> he yeah. was just, he was like, this is me. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm trying to be y'all. And that's not even his accent. That's not even his accent. He's, he's like British. British. He's British. He's British. Let me tell you though. Like the whole main cast was not American. Oh. Let me tell you though. I should have had this. I just thought about it. I can't remember the exact number of episode or whatever, uh-huh. but I think it was towards the end. So it may have been the fourth or fifth season. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it was one of the villains mm-hmm. of the show one of the strong vampires, he was pissed because somebody had killed his husband. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then his husband was named Talbot. Uh-huh, yep. And when Talbot him. died, he was like, Talbot! Oh, yeah. And that's oh, how yeah. the episode ended. But I'll never forget, that's when he went on Rampage. Because mm-hmm. everybody was still trying to, trying to chill because mm-hmm. even though the vampires were among us, they weren't, they were killing. They were still killing humans because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be drinking that synthetic blood, but they didn't like it. Yeah. So they were killing humans, but it was all on the under. Right. So they it was still a PR was battle. They it were all trying under. to. It's like a PR battle. But when they killed his husband, and oh. mind you, he's one of the, the like hi, in the hierarchy of them, he's like one of the like leaders. Mm-hmm. He's one of the people you don't mess with or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like the face of the campaign of safe quote unquote mm-hmm. vampires. When they killed him, he came back with a vengeance. He, they had a newscast mm-hmm. and the lady was talking. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he come behind her and snatched her spine out. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And she dropped and he held it and he just smiled. He did a whole monologue uh-huh. talking about, we will eat your children in front of you. He went crazy. And at the end of the whole thing, he's going to say, now back to the weather. Tiffany. Oh, God. That was like, that would have terrified That should have gotten the world on its own. Right. He killed. Just think if that happened in real life. Right. Right. I, Ah, that I would never the forget terror that. Terror that would have just struck. He lost his mind. And of course the show had a lot of times like that and mm-hmm. a lot of things that went on. I actually also thought it was interesting. I did not know this. What? So you know Rutina Wesley yes. uh, played Tara. Yes. She's also on Queen Sugar. Love yes. her so much. When she really get into uh her um acting, when she gets serious, her veins be popping out her yeah. neck and stuff. She don't play. But she was not the initial person. Oh, who did they want? The initial person was Brooke Kerr. Who is that? And Brooke Kerr, I, exactly. Brooke Kerr actually filmed the pilot. Oh. But because of creative differences, she left. Oh. And they refilmed the pilot after they already got picked up. Well, they just refilmed her parts and they used that. I wonder what was her creative difference. I know. I want to know so bad. She, they just said she, creative she differences. She probably. Probably. She, what, but she didn't but have Tara a didn't, Tara didn't really have that many. She had a few, but she didn't have but that many. But not in that first. I don't know. Interesting. Probably was. You know, sometimes people get on these shows and they're just like, I don't want to believe in this or I don't like this yeah. or, you know, my family. I, you know, you didn't go into Hollywood and gave your soul to the devil. Right. You know, so. I'd be so mad if I'm I had. I'm available. <laughs> I'd be so mad if I had chances in this, mm-hmm. like, acting world and all these opportunities and I let my family oh, take God. me away from it. I would be pissed off. Family. They already, my family, one thing my family know about me is I'll be like, <laughs> oh, God, that's amazing. Well, see y'all later. Right. Because they right. know I'm 
I'm not about to just not do something Listen, because they all hating. Uh-uh. But I anyway. have values, but I'm not going to not do something because of somebody else. I'm going to not do it because of my personal beliefs. I want to read something that I saw that talked about the title sequence. It said, conceptually, the sequence was constructed around the idea of the whore in the house of prayer oh. by intermingling contradictory images of sex, violence, and religion and okay. displaying them in from the point of view of a supernatural predatory creature observing human beings from the shadows ideas of redemption and forgiveness are also expired and thus the sequence progresses from morning to night and culminates in a baptism oh wow like who just sat and thought of that for us opening sequence you know and it's funny that you mentioned opening sequences because opening sequences do kind of set the tone for a show and it, I remember being really affected by True Blood's opening sequence. Yeah, me too. It's it, it does something, but, you you, know, but I had to watch it every time. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I maybe a demon is coming on my spirit. Mm-hmm. I just felt, but I it was impactful. But it has to be so, your 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 editing, your choice of footage, mm-hmm. and the music. Yeah, yeah, I that mean, plays a big deal. I didn't know that you get awards for opening sequences, so I'm really they want an Emmy. Happy to know. And listen. That I know when I really, really like that. an open opening sequence, because let's say I'm watching it on Netflix. Netflix gives you an option to skip it. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll skip it for you. Right. And if I really like it, I don't want to no. skip it. I'll yeah, watch I it every it. time. I like even uh, American Horror Story Coven. I sit mm-hmm. and watch that, even though that shit is creepy mm-hmm. as hell. I just sit and watch it. I love Golden Girls opening sequence. Oh, yeah. I don't I, even, I never One skip time it. I did miss it, and I started it over. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ah, You don't skip Golden Girls. I got to watch that. <laughs> I know every move they make and everything. I, oh, I remember that episode. Oh, I remember that episode. Right. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, opening sequences do set a tone. But anyway, I mean, that's just the biggest thing um there was also i can't remember what season but lilith came do you remember lilith yes i do lilith I and lilith was like the dracula in a way <laughs> she was like the the mother of vampires, mother mm-hmm. of vampires. Mm-hmm. and it, it was just amazing 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 to watch amazing to experience unfortunately the last two seasons got weird but it still was a great show and i cannot not mention Eric Northman, Alexander oh, Skarsgård. He was like, he oh. was true blood. Like when they went and first saw him at that vampire club and he was just sitting there on that throne with all his hair over his face, just chilling. I'm like, Ooh, he about to be important as hell. Can I tell you, I also love the woman who worked with him. Oh yeah. That she said, you whore. She said, been Pam, there, done that. Pam, what a delicious character <laughs> to play. Yeah, oh, she was great. What a deli- and I have she was to mention, a scene stealer. Every time she came on the scene, my, my eyes went to her. I have to mention the scene, though, with Lafayette. Many people loved and celebrated oh, that scene because he came out that say. kitchen and he lost his mind when they said they wanted a burger, but hold the AIDS. Oh, he lost his everlasting mind. And I, I remember a lot of people liked the show simply because of that. So that's yeah. probably why they started yeah. <laughs> creating this. Rest in peace to him. This yeah. actor is no longer living. Who he played was Lafayette. so good on that show. Uh, he, I bet you, sealed his fate as a regular. Oh, as yeah. As a result of that. Yeah, because he was supposed to die in the book, you know, and I and maybe they were needed gonna, him. Yeah. And he has such a balance, I think, mm-hmm. with because it was weird to see because he was so uh, androgynous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially for that time. Mm-hmm. Because you know, a lot of times people need people need a, a slot to put you in, mm-hmm. even if they agree or don't agree with you. They need to know, okay, you're gay. Oh, okay, you're you're one of these things. Yeah, but Lafayette 
had on a muscle t-shirt and eyelashes. Right, right. Or he would have on like a biker fit and uh-huh. his hair would be wrapped up with earrings. Right. So you're looking at him, you're like, what? What am I supposed to do with And this? I think that's why he did so good because you would never, you. it was hard to predict what is Lafayette going to have on or uh-huh. do today. And what, yeah. And I think that's why he was so good. He was bringing us masculine energy, feminine energy. He was mixed. And <laughs> Psychic. He was just, right. was like, what he was is going like, on? You go eat this burger. Eat this. And then it, to him, for him to now beat up all the men at the table. Right. These masculine, robust, straight men. It was just, just like got beat hilarious. up by this queen. Uh, yeah. So I think that. Hooker. Right. I think that really brought. You know, the show mm-hmm. together for me is just all these characters. But yeah. I must say, of course, even though a lot of people have criticized her, I loved Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah, I enjoyed She played Sookie. that character very well. I enjoyed well. her. She this... annoyed me sometimes. But it doesn't matter that she annoyed me. Right. As an actor, she played the hell she out of She played Sookie. that part. That she... made me annoy her because she played this real character that just made me go, oh, God, Sookie. Sookie, why Please. are you? Sookie, why Again, are you going to go down Sookie. to his house, Sookie? She out in the woods somewhere. Woods. And he got to come save her. Right. Girl, you should have been home. Yeah, but but I, I love my show. You can't have the movie. You can't have the show without Suki. You cannot. That's so, Suki's We love house. you, Suki. We love you, Suki. <laughs> oh, and the lady. I didn't get her name. The other lady with the um with the red hair. I can't remember her name. I loved oh, her so much. she graduated from USC. She was the one that came and told him, "Okay, Lafayette, don't get mad." Okay. Oh no, not her. You're talking about the bartender. She worked with uh with Lafayette. Yes, yeah. yes. I was thinking about she the said, vampire get- later on. Oh, that's the one that's with on the Daredevil. Hair. Right, right. Yes. But oh, she's hilarious. She said, "Don't get mad, okay?" But they said they want <laughs> a burger. Hold the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so concerned, and he started dropping. There she is, Carrie. Carrie Preston. Preston. Oh, I Shout love out. So Detective Andrews. Yeah. yeah, Detective, Detective Andrews, Andrews, was Andrews was amazing as well. Carrie, Joe, look, Joe. Um, Joe Mejia, did yeah. you know? Maybe you do. Yes, I know. You know I what I'm about know. to say? Yeah, yeah. He was on uh, Spider-Man, that he first Spider-Man. Oh, he was the bully in Tobey Spider-Man. And he looked so young. <clears throat> wow. Like, very much like Joe Mejia. Very much. Very much. Great show. And then he Great went from show. that to that to Magic. Mike and then Deborah Ann Wall is who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She went to USC. Yeah, she graduated from USC's oh, uh, USC. program. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could have been any one of those characters in the show, who would you have been no, in the show? Better question: If you could have been any one of the creatures, one of the race of creatures, vampire, shifter, werewolf, fairy, which. <clears throat> Do, 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 do. A wear panther. Okay. <laughs> you want to be an old white woman. <laughs> right. Got it. Great. <laughs> Listen, I want to be a white woman too. They live the best life in this country. Just happy at the grocery store. It's my turn. <clears throat> right, 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 right. Excuse me. <laughs> I thought they should be on sale. <laughs> Are these grapes organic? Um, <laughs> while she's doing yoga in the middle of the day, the rest of us are working. White women, we salute you. Um, I think that you chose an amazing show. For all of you who are out there, there are many shows to choose from where vampires are the theme. It is a genre. It is real. And if you have not seen True Blood, please do yourself a favor it's worth a binge because now you can binge. We couldn't binge. So do yourself a favor and take a weekend and just binge it. Yeah. It's very and good go, You can go all the way to the end. Because if I could be completely honest, even though it was horrible, 
I'm not going to say people like you shouldn't watch it. Watch it just so you can say, hmm, <laughs> now, now I know. <laughs> yeah. Watch it so you can say, yep, that was horrible. <laughs> um, it's great. All right, let's take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about our must watch. And I have some honorable mentions. Oh, do you now? Yes, because it was very hard for me to arrive to a conclusion. But I can't wait to share that with y'all. Imagine owning the world's greatest collection of songs you've never heard before. I've been feeling good, and I've got an epic collection of songs with a variety of flavors from such artists as John L. Runnings. My heart is mumbling, my stomach's rumbling, I think I got diarrhea for you. Oh, girl, get out the way, I gotta go, I gotta get to the toilet. Oh, I'm not gonna make it move, girl, move. Ah! Oh, we can dessert after this? Ah, uh, and let's not forget Randy Jepsen's sweet love song, Bus Pass to Your Heart. Got a bus pass to your heart. I'm gonna take the 409 to the 522. Till I get to you. But how about that funky good tune from two soul brothers who are actually brothers? Bobby and Matt, is that a roach? Is that a roach? Is that a roach? On your purse, in your car, on the roof, roach on the wall. I don't like no roaches on me. I think I see a roach. Oh no. Ah! Get off me, roach. Get off me, roach. Ah! On my foot, stepped on a roach. Roach in the tub, roach on the coach, rubber dub dub, all in the tub, roach in the cornflakes. Oh, girl, get that roach. That's a big roach. Girl, get that. That one's pregnant. For only two ninety nine, you can bring this collection of songs into your home and share it with your loved ones. No, really, have them buy one too. We produce way too many copies of the CD. What? I, I'm just trying to get these to move. I, I shouldn't say that on the recording. Well, fuck that shit. I'm going back to my trailer. We are back. Are we? Ah, uh, we are. Uh, thank you all for listening to our sponsors. <laughs> we hope that you support their businesses. We hope that you support their endeavors. Without our sponsors, my fave wouldn't exist. So thank you for that. Really, the sponsors are everything. And you know, I want to take a moment. Please do. I want to celebrate our listeners. Oh, celebration. If you are listening to this right now, yes, you. You may be in your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may be at home. You on may the, trying to get your kids together. On the toilet. You may be having coffee. You may be at work. I want you to know that you matter. Mm-hmm. You are amazing. You are wonderful. And the only reason you're amazing is because you listen to my face. That's right. <laughs> if you want to be even more amazing, why don't you tell someone else to listen? Tell everyone else to listen. Please do. Roll down your window right now and <laughs> yell at the car next to you and say, listen to my fave podcast. My fave podcast. Because if you're not telling somebody about it, what are you doing? You're not living. You're not living. <laughs> That's all. Great. <laughs> so let's talk about um, our must watch. Um, and in doing so, you guys, for those of you who are new, we want to talk about, again, something from this genre that you must, like, you have to watch this. You gotta watch it, though. Okay, we're super supportive of our picks. Those are our favorite. But these are must-watch, okay? And we also have something called honorable mentions. Uh, these are our faves that we just couldn't decide on, but we, we have to We should start calling it. it the honor roll. 
Yes, the honor roll. I love it. Yeah, everybody, this is the honor roll. You know what you should do right we here? Get, okay. Do a drum roll like the George Washington captains from the 1800s. And that's the honor roll? Yes, and then that's the honor roll. All right. See? So, y'all, we're going to present our honor roll. Okay, but when you do it, though, can you have real drums? All right. Honorable mention for me of a vampire movie that was equal to Dracula, and I just decided to go with Dracula, is Lost Boys. Oh, yes. I cannot tell you how amazing the 80s have been wrapped up into this film. So there's a little bit of nostalgia because you cannot take that away from me. I grew up in the 80s. Lost Boys was an amazing vampire movie. And all I'm going to tell you is a very young Kiefer Sutherland, and he's at the prime in his career at this point and he plays this amazing vampire there's this group of vampires uh diane weiss is in this as well so sweet so amazing we got both Corey's, Corey feldman Corey haim who were super super popular back in the 80s do yourself a favor if you just want to look at what people were wearing if you <laughs> just want to look at what people were saying and the movie still holds up because <laughs> sometimes movies from the 80s don't hold up fright night would be something else i would mention but it doesn't kind of hold up all the way a little yeah. bit. But Lost Boys is a definite honorable mention. All right. Come on, Santa Cruz. Yes, Santa Cruz. At the Santa they Cruz Beach Bra- uh, Producer Brandon and I, Marcellus, we all visited California Santa Cruz. Sun. And we about lost our mind because Four we're more. on the actual set of where they filmed portions of Lost Boys, which is filmed in Santa Cruz, California. We lost our mind. Well, it was funny because we all were having a moment because they were having the Lost Boys moment while I was having my childhood moment because I grew up going to Santa Cruz Beach Bar Walk all the time and we would have the commercials for Santa Cruz and they would come up and it was the same theme song Mm -hmm. and everybody knew it because it came on all the time Mm -hmm. and when we actually got to go and it was one of the few theme parks Mm -hmm. where you could get in free. But you had to buy, you know, tickets for rides. Okay. Okay. But usually for us, that was a fair or something. Right. But Santa Cruz, it was a theme park itself that you just walk into. That's all we needed. Right. We ain't got to pay to walk in. Right. Knowing we got to pay for rides. Right. Right. Um, My must watch would be Blade. Oh, yes. Let me take y'all back to 1998. Is he the first black superhero? Listen. (laughs) Blade is. Okay. So when I talked about the stylistic implications of dracula blade also had its own flavor blade was so futuristic techno it was hip it was trendy i love that movie which is juxtaposed to dracula's antiquity yeah and how everything was ancient and old and kind of like noble blade was the exact opposite this took dracula and basically made him an African-American man with swords, with sunglasses. His sunglasses were just as much a part of his costume yeah. as his body armor. And it just brought you like, this vampire is the exact opposite of Dracula. Every, I mean, they start this amazing scene off where everyone's dancing in a rave. This is 1998. And so... When the blood comes, yes. Wow. When the blood comes down from the sprinklers, yeah. And everybody in there who's not a vampire is like, like ah, I'm dancing, and then people just start turning into vampires around you, right? So yes. the person you was dancing with, you thought, oh, this is going great, and right. then they turn around and start killing you. That happened to me at a club once. Oh, Marcellus, 
Was it Oakland? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something to go in L.A. <laughs> I, I just want to leave y'all with a must watch. Please go take a look at Wesley Snipes. This is a Marvel character, um, but this is pre-Marvel Universe and all that kind of stuff. Wesley Snipes was the main choice. They even thought about Denzel Washington for the role or Lawrence Fishburne. And really? then everyone was like, no, it's Wesley. Did you know... It's Wesley. Wesley that used to do this. Wesley was approached for Black Panther. Yes, we back, talked back, about back. in our episode. Yeah, back, back, yeah. back, back. When we talked about in our episode, he um, he was very pleased with with the way that uh, Chadwick Boseman did it. Yeah. There was, you know, talk about bringing him into this whole Marvel universe, but he yeah. they feel like he's too old to play the character now. Yeah, and so I don't know if they're gonna bring Blade in or not. Um, but unfortunately for me, even though there was many things before it and after it, you mm-hmm. got what wasn't he Demolition Man? Yes, he was, All a, these other he was things. a villain. Yeah, Wesley Snipes will always be Noxzema Jackson to me. <laughs> Always. It will never change. Listen, I, I just want y'all to take some time out to go see this bi mortal vampire because he's half human and half vampire and yeah, he's kicking butt and he is saving all mortals from the impending death of vampires who are trying I to take over. I think producer Brandon has been wanting to chime in because you know he's like a vampire movie film TV fanatic. Oh. Is there something you want to say? I see it boiling in your skin. His fingers. He's tapping. His like, fingers is tapping. Like the church I think he turned usher. <laughs> he turned right. into a vampire. Right he's tapping like the usher that found somebody <laughs> chewing in church. I, okay, there's so much that I would love to say. But um, the fan casting right now, if we were to get a Blade remake, is Mahershala Ali. Oh, oh I can totally oh, see yeah. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys saw Alita, I would sue him you or Idris. You know what? I could see Idris Elba playing him. I can see him too. But more so Mahershala. Yeah. I would love to see Mahershala Ali do it. And you know, sometimes I feel like Mahershala always gives that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That same laugh that mm-hmm. then he's like, he does everything so slow, but it's perfect. I don't want him to change nothing because yeah. I'm just into it all the yeah. time. Let's move on. Yeah. I Anyway, that's it. This is not meant to take long. That's my must watch. You guys heard it here first. Blade, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It was amazing. So good. That's Marcellus, a good choice. You 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 did good today. I love the vampire movies. Well, I think a lot of times, Marcellus. Mm-hmm. Here you go. He's going to take a dig at me. You just took a dig at me. That's how you took it. See, it's all about interpretation. Can't nobody make you feel no kind of way. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You had to laugh yourself because the demon inside you said laugh. <laughs> go for it. Go Shut now. Up. Go. He did say laugh. <laughs> that demon uh. inside you said laugh. <laughs> he said laugh. <laughs> Marcellus. Uh, okay. My must watch television vampire show is the original. Yes. Did you watch the originals? I, no, I didn't. I was I thinking, I was it. like, I don't feel like you watched No, originals. I didn't. I knew of it, but Did I never watched it. Did you watch Vampire it. Diaries? No. I wasn't really a... Um, I know producer Brandon watched it. The CW heavily. for me, like, really just kind of, like, made everything, like, beautiful and Caucasian. And I get it. And it was just like, hey, I don't know. I just felt like Vampire Diaries was like vampires that went the gap. Or shop the Banana Republic Basically. or something. You know, I don't know. I just to felt me, the CW like, is just like teen, I want it more teen gritty. Drama. And I get it. It's sanitized television. They're they're looking at a different audience. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was never attracted to the show. Yeah. The reason I was attracted to True Blood is because True Blood did everything that the CW couldn't do. Oh, for sure. And CW was per- like 
they know their audience. Yeah. And I love CW because when you Let look me at tell it, you, they know their audience. You, there but is I'm no not show. Their audience. One thing I've I have come to the conclusion about CW for myself, mm-hmm. and this no matter what your race is, they ain't hiring no ugly people. No, listen, you got to be beautiful and radiant. To and be maybe on any I of feel some shows. kind of way because when I watch the CW shows, I'm just reminded about how I'm not attractive. So I was just like, well, <laughs> let me go back to let me go back to True Blood, where everybody is gritty. <laughs> I personally felt like I was supposed to be on every CW show. Can I tell you, I went on an audition for a commercial <laughs> agency in LA, and everybody looked like they belong on a CW. Really? I walked down the hallway, and a friend of mine got the audition. And so, when you audition for a commercial agent, then you would strictly go on auditions for commercials. Mm-hmm. Here's the one thing you need to know about a commercial. You need to have straight teeth and you need to have a clear complexion, period, because it's all about your face. So I have a clear complexion. I've never had an issue with acne. My teeth are straight. But these people, they was like, everybody was nice. Everybody's reading their little scripts in the hallway. It was packed. I would say like easily 50 people. Mm-hmm. Every. I, when I tell you, the men, the women, Everybody was gorgeous. And I as in the longer I walked down the hall to get to the door, the more my self-esteem went away. You should have just strutted down and that I hall was like, like he was. Oh God. And I mean tall, beautiful people. Like I was like a monster walking through that hallway. And anybody I said, know where the bathroom is? <laughs> anybody know where room A is? <laughs> Lori and Halston auditions. <laughs> And everybody anyway. was so sweet. But anyway, yeah. That's the CW. Listen. Motto. So, uh, my must watch, everyone. I feel like you must go to your TV now, go to the CW, watch the originals mm-hmm. if you did not watch it. Why should I watch the originals? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. It is a spinoff of Vampire Diaries, which basically came from a book as well. And it really is like a high oh, school. I didn't know that. High school, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Teen drama mm-hmm. love wins but does it really kind mm-hmm. of situation mm-hmm. and in the vampire diaries it kept coming back to this family who mm-hmm. were like the uh, the original vampires mm-hmm. due to a spell from a witch and they were the original vampires and i love how that story came out i really do and then next thing you know they get their mm-hmm. own show, and I love how they like went into that. Mm-hmm. And now this show is about the Michelson family, mm-hmm. and Klaus. Klaus, I mean, Klaus is like one of my favorite people because he's crazy, he's mm-hmm. volatile. You never know if he's gonna be nice or evil. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. You got so many other people, but there was somebody on there named Marcellus. <laughs> And that's what made you really fall in love with the show. <laughs> and even though his name was Marcel, that was his nickname. I think he was like a slave back in the day. Klaus brought him up and whatever. Then he ended up becoming, uh, right. He ended up, he turned him into a vampire back when he was like a slave back in the whatever times. Slave, slave, slave. <laughs> Whenever I say slave, I want you to know Kenneth loses it a little bit. His whole depth is coming through. No, I'm fine. But- I'm, I'm- <laughs> It's accurate. We were slaves. But he turned him back in the day. But now, and they were in like New Orleans area, but mm-hmm. now Marcel controls New Orleans okay. in the in the vampire sense. Okay. And that when the show starts. And his name is Marcel, but his entire name is Marcellus. Okay. And I love when Klaus really gets serious and he's like, Marcellus. And I'd be uh-huh. like, oh, Klaus, call me. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Like I said, it's cool. It's this one is less to me, and Mister Mister Producer Brandon can correct me if I'm wrong. Originals is less T 
teen vampire drama than Vampire Diaries. Okay. Originals gives you more. I think you would like Originals because okay. it definitely gives you more grit than Vampire Diaries mm-hmm. did, but it's not going to give you true blood. But okay. you're going to get way more, and it's less about high schoolers being in love, but, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm a vampire too. Mm-hmm. It's more about this family mm-hmm. trying to kind of fix their name, mm-hmm. but dealing with, family issues okay. really it's about the family it's issues more than po- a political drama yeah with the family drama okay. it's really about this family trying to get it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day this family they're like the strongest vampires and every vampire in the world mm-hmm. somehow comes from one of them ah okay so okay. there's more that comes in that but i don't want to give it all away but okay and then I'm there is an older sister too and take a look but i'm not gonna tell you what she do or how she do or whatever how many is it still going it's on six or five or is the show yeah, over six seasons it's over now Okay, six, six seasons. seasons. How many episodes a season? Like twelve, right? Oh, I forget. Twenty CW episodes. does like twenty episodes. Twenty episodes because they do season. like a mid-season finale and take a break and then come. I back. actually, th- there's so much in my queue right now, but I, I, I might would, do it. I would implore you to watch season one at least, to see how you like it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch season one, you may be encouraged to watch to the watch rest. the rest of it. Okay. But yeah, I'll that try is um, that my must watch. watch. And did I? Oh, just so you know, there's vampires, werewolves, witches, demons, all that. I love it. I love so, it. That's I my must watch. And if I have to give an uh, honorable mention, mm-hmm. um, I would honestly say Vampire Diaries. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vampire okay. Diaries. Even though it now listen. I remember when I watched the first episode of that show, I was like, what in the high school love is this bull? Because I was like, what's going on? I was Uh like, let me watch episode two. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm glued. Right. So I love the show. Right. Love, love, love the show. I think personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of Nina Dobrev. Nina Dobrev. She's Mm. the main character Mm -hmm. for a lot of it. I wasn't a big fan of her acting initially. Mm. But then I realized that wasn't true. I just wasn't a big fan of her character. Got it. Her main character, I That's can't fair. stand. Just like how you said, Suki. Yeah, you know I wasn't saying? like I, her oh. acting was brilliant. I just didn't it like her that character. character. I was like, oh. that main character for a while. Whew, I was like, I can't stand Elaine. Mm-hmm. I, Elena, I couldn't stand her. That's for a fair. While. But then she also plays Catherine. Mm-hmm. I love me some damn Catherine. So see, so I'm it's like, a character. I do like her acting. Yeah, I just don't character. like Elena. You just don't like Elena. I I get it. It's very soap opery. Yeah, and that's okay. It's Again, very... I'm not down to any of you who love it. And I love it Bonnie. Just wasn't, it just didn't. I was just like, ah, okay. I love Bonnie because she always awesome. she always trying to she always trying to do the right thing, but it never is. And then lastly, the strain. Oh that's God! Tech, that, that's vampire. That was amazing. It was a it's flip on creepy. the vampire. <laughs> they made it more like a disease. Yeah, more like a contagion. That's the vampire I'm not used to. So yeah. yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I wish it had ended differently, but it was good. I never saw the ending, so yeah, yeah. It finally came to an end, and I was mad about it, but I couldn't wait for the strain. It was great. FX, you guys, very good, very bloody. A really good FX. twist on the vampire. There are some really, really good movies, of course, and TV shows out there that everyone should <laughs> okay. be very excited. Okay. Producer Brandon just said Producer straight Brandon up. Producer Brandon got something to say. You know how when you look around <laughs> and somebody just really want to be called on in school. <laughs> he basically should have had his hand in he the He basically should have had his hand. Brandon, Brandon Producer Brandon, you say? would you like to share with us your fave? We're going to give you two. Could you please share with us your fave vampire movie? And then you can tell us your must-watch vampire movie. Go ahead. 
All right, so I'm going to give you guys. <laughs> he was too ready Eden for this. He took the mic from me and then readjusted <laughs> listen, the table. Listen, I don't have a lot of time. Only got only got a little bit of time. Uh, if I had to go for, I can't do my fave. It's Lost Boys. But if I had to go for a must watch, I'm definitely going to recommend What We Do in the Shadows, which is actually a vampire comedy. I saw that. By uh, Taki, uh, director uh, Taki, Taki. He directed uh, Thor, the last Thor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. And if I had to do a must watch TV show, um, given Vampire Diaries and Originals is already covered. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, we that's your show. That's your show. Vampire Slayer. So I'm gonna stop right there. But there's so many more. Producer Brandon, what is your uh, fave vampire TV? Oh, you just said that it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Oh, with and us. Angel. I never watched Angel, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah. Angel was fun for a while. Yeah. Yep. I used to come in the room and Producer Brandon would be glued to the TV. Which is why I lost my shit when it changed to freaking MTV. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I don't really <laughs> know what was going on with me. But let us know. Holla at us. Let us know. What's your fave What's vampire your movie? Your fave vampire movie. Vampire TV show. Anything like that. If you got anything else to say to us, let us know. We love the feedback. We love everything. We love how into it you guys are. We love the listens. I love when I talk to people and they laugh about something that I said or something that Ken said or whatever. It's so fun to hear. And we really, really, really appreciate it. We're getting great feedback and we want to say thank you. So our feedback to you is thank you. You can follow me everywhere at Marcellus underscore kid and you can follow me everywhere at Ken Brown 79. And of course, you can follow us at my fave podcast. That's my fave podcast. Thank you so much. Hasta la pasta. Goodbye. <laughs>